0: Welcome to the Connection Codes podcast. This is the podcast where we break open our emotions that take us from being disconnected to connected in our relationships and in ourselves. I am your host, Tira Wages, and I am sitting here with Dr. Glenn Hill, who is a marriage and family therapist, clinical sexologist, and his incredible wife, Phyllis Hill. And together, they created and founded the Connection Codes which is a set of proven tools that helps couples, not just couples, but all people conquer conflict in less than four minutes. And at the end of this episode, you'll actually get to hear them use one of their tools in real time. I am excited about today's episode. We were just talking Mm. about how we can experience intense emotions in different ways. And, And we were talking about a situation this weekend specifically where Phyllis was experiencing emotion in a different time frame mm. than what Glenn is experiencing it. And just this weekend, I was in conversation with someone who was explaining that he just really struggles identifying what his really? emotions are yeah. because he doesn't feel them in real time mm. yet. Yeah. And we were just discussing why that is and what that looks like
1: and how, how we mm. meet there in the middle. Yeah. Mm. Well, hello world. Hi friends. We're excited to be here. Well, it's interesting um, in how uh, through this podcast we have shared multiple times conflicts that Glenn and I have, and um, this was another one of those that happened Sunday night. And kind of to give you the background on just the story. We had a a very busy weekend. We had a Mm. couples intensive, eight couples that flew in and we poured into them. It was just a magical um, experience on our property here in Tennessee, in our home. Uh, It was a catered event. So it was a very big, elaborate deal and um, very exhausting. I'm Mm you know, again, as a tasker, very much in tune to the tasks of what has to happen and how yeah. to keep it all rolling. So, uh, when, when the day was over, one of the things we love to do is just go to the movies to, uh, just veg out. That's yeah. our, that's our vegging out is to go to the movies. So we went to the movies Sunday night, came home very exhausted, um, for sure. And, we had had several phone calls that day after the event that were kind of like big deals like some changes within connection codes mm-hmm. some some big things that need to adjust and in the moment i really truly was just flooded with joy like i'm mm-hmm. i'm good i'm good and uh, it one of them our son was like hey when can we talk and i'm like mm-hmm. talk about what you know that was the phone call and and he's like well you know i i know that you know, maybe right now is not a good time. And I said to him, I said, well, just give me the topic. And he goes, well, are you sitting down? And, um, I said, well, yes, I happen to be sitting down right this minute. So, so he just starts kind of laying out some changes that need to happen and are going to happen. And, um, in the moment I really did feel just joy, like, okay, all right. You know, and, and then he goes, well, I've got I've got some more. And I'm like, okay, just give it to me. And he goes, why well, are you sitting down? And I was like, well, at this moment, I'm actually not. I'm standing, but it's fine. Like, just, you know, say what you need to say. And he did. And I also was like, okay, I hear you. I get that. You know, it's a lot to think about, but okay. And then we uh, we are headed to the movies. And I think, for whatever reason, um, I don't think we're still talking. I think it was a new phone call. Mm. So in this phone call, he said, hey, um what was your experience about the whole weekend? Like, how do you feel about the whole weekend? And I said, um, well, it was uh, it was incredible, but I do think we missed on some things. We didn't have enough help. And so I had to do a lot of the, you know, pulling together, making the coffee, running it up our hill, which is, you know, you're huffing and puffing by the time you get up to our pavilion. Mm. And so I'm expressing just the logistical side right. of this weekend where we really needed more help. So I'm almost pointing out each time that was a real pain point for me. And at one point, and sky's tuning in to me saying, yeah, mom, that's definitely, wow. We really missed on that. Like we should have had more help. And then, um, at some point, Glenn said, well, you know, I was running up and down that hill too. And I, I think Glenn, I, I, I don't. I say Glenn. I meant Sky. I don't know that he did. He acknowledge. Yeah, you too, Dad. Mm. Or neither of us acknowledged. It was almost like Glenn was like, "Hello, I ran up and down that hill too." Well, and our
2: kids are really protective uh, of you, which is awesome. I think it's great, but they just don't notice me a lot of times. And and we're very close. And I know they adore me, but they're not aware that well, dang, I I did some stuff too. They're very aware that you know, Mom was you know maxed out and. And not able to just be focused in on the couples that were there, because instead we're you know whatever making coffee or right uh, finding tablecloths or, or whatever right. needed to be done next.
1: Well, and so so that happens. Uh, Glenn does speak up for himself, but there's not an acknowledgement of yes. And and I don't know that I even heard that he spoke up for himself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I don't even know that I'm could have said, oh yeah, you did, or no, you didn't. So then the phone call is over when we get to the theater and you know, we're already running late to the movie and we love getting there early and watching the previews of the follow, you know, movies that are coming up because then we can go, oh, we're going to go to that one, that one, that one. So we rush into the theater and um, don't talk about the phone call at all. And then after the movie, probably all the way home, which is not very long, we probably are talking about the movie. So we get home and we... Uh, get into our room, which has, we have a couch in our room. And and so we're sitting and I, part of the backstory, um, the device that I've been using for years and years that run my life for whatever reason crashed last week, right Mm -hmm. before this event and nothing I've done, no amount of prayer has revived it. And so Sunday night is the first time I'm sitting there with Glenn and my device is right there and I open it just hoping that I can bring it back. right? And I'm trying, like I'm, I'm going to settings. I'm trying to find what happened, what's wrong with my device. And it keeps shutting down and then I bring it back up. So I am distracted, but it almost looks like I'm playing, you know, solitaire on my device or something. Right. And I'm not communicating any of the pain I'm experiencing. I am just trying to revive my device mm. Glenn, in the meantime, is starts sharing with me his pain of how he is not acknowledged in what he accomplishes. And he said, what would, what would you risk if you would just say, and when, my, when our son said, oh, mom, yeah, you did way too much, if in that moment, what would you risk if you had said, well, Skye, dad also was running up and down that hill. Well, this is part of my history, which is part of my trauma. Part of what's triggering is when I'm asked a question, something within me panics Mm. and I think risk, risk. What would I risk? What would I risk? I wouldn't risk anything, which I think is always my go-to response. Well, I wouldn't risk anything. And then Glenn said, well, obviously you think that you do because that's the... That's why you don't just say those things. Well, I, I in that moment I'm like I I don't even know what to say now because I can't I can't argue this case. I'm I'm I, first of all I'm exhausted and I'm flooded, but I don't know I'm flooded, which is right. part of the story here. Yeah. I don't really realize what's happening with me. I'm just not able to tune in well to what he's asking or saying, and it's like. And and I think this is where we miss each other. It is Glenn wasn't he didn't realize I was flooded. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't say, right. "Whoa, whoa, whoa, babe, what's happening right this minute with you?" His questioning was all about what happened in the car. Right. So what was happening for you in the car? What was happening with you in that phone call? Well, I didn't I didn't really have any thought about that phone call. Like I was not able to answer Glenn's questions at all. If Glenn had said, whoa, babe, what's happening right yeah. now uh, yeah. in this moment, maybe I would have slowed down myself enough to connect. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that would have happened. Not sure. But he, he didn't ask about the current. He asked about what was happening in the car. Yeah. What would you risk? Um, what do you lose? That's another way Glenn says it at times. What would you lose if you just acknowledged me? And I'm like, I don't no I don't think I would lose anything and he said well obviously you think you're going to lose something or you would do it so we just spiraled really fast and really hard and my brain is fried I'm exhausted I can't even answer and then you know the old stuff right the old stuff surfaces and it goes back to verbiage that has been a part of our past of Glenn just regretting that he said anything. Um, and it, it it's a pattern. You know, I'll let you share more what happens with you with the pattern in that moment as far as how quickly we go back to old verbiage, old patterns. Um, and it's just crazy how quickly we can just stab each other. And it is a physical pain. Yeah, You know, it's all words. It's just through words, but it feels like, we have just a little just a little ice pick, but we're just, ooh, yeah. stabbing. And yeah. it's just this, this physical pain um, and then what happens in that.
2: Yeah, and, you know, as we always convey, we're just pilgrims on the journey that, you know, when we use the connection codes, we connect. When we don't, we don't. We don't get a free pass because we wrote a book about it. Uh, but and in that moment, you're just not aware of what's happening with you I don't use the three phrases to find out what's happening with you, and that you know uh, unprocessed emotion speeds the cycle up and heads it towards uh, the cyclone, and that's where we miss uh, each other. and uh, And then the part of the beauty of the connection goes is that it's either party. Uh, you know, if you had been able to be aware of what was happening with you to go, oh, babe, so much pain, 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 pain about my iPad. If I had tuned into you to go, hey, what's what's happening for you right now? I feel like I'm missing something. Year, which I was, and you know, I just totally missed it. But either one of us, you know, make a big, big shift in that.
1: Well, what I was referencing was specifically how quickly we can go into old verbiage, right. which is an old pattern. Which right. is, you know, it's it's such, and that I think it's the wounding in that in those mm. moments. It's like so crazy to me how quickly um, we almost like in the moment, abandon the connection codes. Mm -hmm. And we go back to old language. Like, um, Glenn will say, I'm just sorry. I said anything. And that's an old verbiage. That's Mm -hmm. an old, which is so wounding. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm like, I want you to say whatever's happening with you. I just don't know how to answer your question because I don't feel like there's a risk for me. And, But then even in me responding that way, he feels that I've taken an ice pick and I've, Mm. I've hurt him. Right. Like I'm not tuning into his pain. And so then it's almost like your pain may have been at a two, but almost like every word that comes out of my mouth. Mm. Now it went from two Mm. to four to six to eight. And before I know it, his pain level is super high. Right. And, and my pain level is super high and we're just, Completely missing each other. Right. I, I would also be curious to
0: know because I understand the freezing at questions. Uh, mm-hmm. I experience the same type of fear. And so, what it would have changed would have been like if in, instead of the question, it had been, I have a lot of loneliness or sadness or whatever that mm-hmm. pain experience is when I'm not acknowledged for doing the work that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, if Glenn had also come to you. With that core, that first core emotion that he feels, the loss of identity, and then the emotion around that loss, how that would have connected and tuned you in as well instead of immediately the question, because then it became accusatory.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. But I did
2: that in the car, the the question came, uh, and which is typically our pattern, the questions come after that. But what's happening for her, which again, I just totally missed and I completely forgot. Uh, the connection goes in to follow her energy uh, to tune in to her. Cause she's already at that point already triggered. I don't, we lost count, but I think there were like four or five in that conversation with Sky, there are like four or five uh, emotion points for you that have already, you know, knocked you off mm. course. Right, yeah, that you, you weren't processing, and I didn't
1: know it at right. all. Right, exactly. Like in the in that phone call with him, yeah. I just was like, "Oh, joy, I'm, joy, joy!" Yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm just right. experiencing joy. I mean, change is good, and yeah. and I think this will be great, and and so I'm. That's all, at the moment that was my first, yeah. and so I stuck with the first, right. and mm. I didn't realize there was so much more. And it's just interesting that even coming home, part of the reason with my my iPad crashing mm. is that I run all of my business life through this one iPad. Right. And I'm not technically, I don't find joy in having to buy another one. And I feel mm. it's like I lost my journal. I lost my diary or whatever. Like I, mm. I think I lost my camera. Like I, I don't know how to re. I feel like this is a huge Mm. loss. I don't think it's recoverable.
2: Mm. And
1: all the information that's in it is not recoverable. And so I'm experiencing something, but I'm not even tuning into the the vastness of that pain. So then I have a blockage in me that's not able to even hear his pain. And, yeah, and, and all- he, even just now, you said you had already expressed it in the car, which was probably at this point, three hours before, because mm-hmm. there was a movie in between. Right. So he just sat down almost like continuing a conversation. Mm-hmm. I am nowhere in that car again. Right. I yeah. am not in that yeah. same conversation right. at all. Mm-hmm. I have so moved on. I'm, you know, and I am now in my own pain of my device, which I'm not saying, not even in tune with to the fullest. And then he's picking up a conversation just out of curiosity. Like, what would you risk if you said, mm. and I hear like almost like a bulldozer just came and knocked mm. me over yeah. and I'm already in the pit of despair yeah. over my iPad. And then my response of course made no sense to him. Mm. And so he's like, whoa, Within, I don't know. I say minutes, maybe it was seconds. He realizes I've just touched a topic that's off limits, mm-hmm. which isn't true. There was all these other factors that were happening right. for me yeah, yeah. that I didn't realize. And then again, you know, Glenn didn't slow himself down mm. to go, "What's right this minute happening for you?" Because right. your reaction is not making sense. Yeah. It was just so wounding to him that I wasn't tuning into his pain. Mm. That it very quickly turned into a cyclone of just, it's like almost maybe darts is a better one. Mm. You know, there's darts are painful, but they're not, it's not a knife, it's just a little dart. But it was like immediately a dart was being thrown back and forth mm. at each other. Yeah. And so the pain just became like, I'm, I'm sorry, I even said anything. Like, as right. in that was the, uh, and then at one point, Glenn said to me, um, it it's just late and you need to go to bed. Yeah. And what's interesting too, even in that, is is a genuine love of Glenn has for me that I go I get tired much earlier in the night than he does. He's definitely what people call a night owl. Hmm. He could stay up easily to two or three a.m. every day. Hmm. I am hmm. ten o'clock. I start to kind of wind down. You know, I I'm doing pretty good if I'm hanging at eleven. So at this point I think it's like 11:30 and after a crazy insane busy mm, weekend. Right. So he all of a sudden realizes that but but it's funny cuz even with him saying you should just go to bed in that moment what triggers for me is you're such a loser mm. and yeah. you're such a baby and and then I feel this authoritarian I, you know, he's telling me what to do, and then everything within me goes, "No, I am not going to bed right now, right? And matter of fact, you've got me so riled up now that I'm gonna go read a book. Right. So I just grab my robe to go in another part of the house. But as I'm walking towards the door, I realize, wait, I am exhausted. Right. I can't go read a yeah. book. Yeah, Who am I kidding? Right. And so then I turned to him and I said, I'm I'm just gonna get ready for bed. Right. And so yeah. then I, I get ready for bed and I, I think that I was passed out maybe mm. before my head hit the pillow. Mm. Yeah. Um and so then Glenn, you know, joins me as well and Yeah. So then do you want me to move on to the next morning?
2: Well, but the extra layer of that is when your device didn't work, there's certainly pain in that. Uh, that's a very distinct pain. But then there's also the thought. On top of that is, oh, that means I have to get a new device for well, this pain and learning. But I
1: didn't realize any of that, right? Yeah but, it, probably, yeah, but
2: it's probably yeah, probably happening for you. You're just not really yeah. I'm aware not aware of, of it. Too, I
1: just have no awareness of that. Yeah,
2: and the fear that goes with that as well, right? Yeah.
0: And yeah. that that leads into one of those situations to where what was happening for you in that moment actually had nothing to do with Glenn. Right. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. But. It is so easy for Glenn to fill in the dots by saying, because he had a loss of identity three hours earlier. And so now you're not tuning into him because of something totally externally. Mm. But to him, he is filling in the dots. and, And I don't know what you were saying to yourself, but I know for me, I would be thinking, well... She doesn't even see me. She doesn't mm-hmm. care about me. Yeah. She, I am not worthy of her time. She didn't identify me earlier today. Mm. She's not identifying me now. And so then it's easy to spiral from yeah. there where yeah. you were even to mm. Your pain was about something totally right. different mm-hmm. than Glenn. Mm-hmm. And so that's just some, we do this all the time as Individuals as humans at work with our kids, I especially do it with my kids. I'm flooded about something mm. with Wes and I or a task or the house. Next thing I know, I'm reacting to them. Wow. It has nothing to do with them, yeah. but they are filling in those dots mm. and they
1: think it's all about them. Yeah. yeah. So now lead us into your next day. So then I, as I said, pass out, go to sleep right away mm. and had the opportunity to sleep maybe an hour later than normal, but I wake up at like 6 a.m. and it was a crazy experience for me because I open my eyes and mm. I am like punched in the face. Maybe, maybe a better way to describe it is like th- there's h- hands around my throat mm. um, and I am realizing and feeling all of the emotion that I totally did not... Uh, tune into the night before mm-hmm. and it was like i had to get out of bed so fast and i it was early early the house was quiet i went into our sunroom and i sat on our couch and i just began all alone letting this all out and processing what was happening to me but when i opened my eyes the next morning it was the the panic the fear mm-hmm of what I was experiencing about my my device, my iPad, realizing my whole life is in mm. that thing and I don't know how to do this in any other way. And also this means I have to somehow find the time. There's no time today. There's no time tomorrow to go to the Apple store and get this fixed or to buy something new and, and so the magnitude of that, hmm. I felt so alone hmm. in this moment and so much fear of I cannot accomplish this. And, and then what flooded back in on me was the conversation with our son where all this change needs to happen. Right. And I, I was, I mean, almost like I couldn't even get a deep breath because mm. I realized that now I have to slow down enough to learn a new device to even be able to take on a new task, to be able to figure out the next piece to all of this, to be able to make these decisions that we have to make immediately, or we're going to lose this opportunity and we're going to blow it with this opportunity. And and I then I felt t- panic, like a fear set in me of okay, if we lose part of our team, and I'm on my own, we are sunk. We are this, all this work that we've done for two years is just going to crash and burn. And there will be no more connection codes. And I mean, I was just like, I can hardly breathe. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just go get in the shower, just go get in the shower. Mm-hmm. So I went in the sh- got in the shower. And then Glenn got up early that morning, unexpectedly, and he walked in. And I said, babe, I feel so much guilt that I missed it with you last night, but this is what was happening to me. Right. And then I started just crying and I just started sharing about my iPad and what am I going to do? I felt so alone. Like this is a mountain. I don't know that I have the energy to climb. Mm -hmm. I have to get a new device or I have to fix this one and I have to learn how to do this and I have to make the time for this and there's no time today to do it. Mm -hmm. And I feel so much fear that if we lose the staff that we have and we have to start over and that it's going to burn and it's going to. just gonna all crash and what does that mean for us and I am just speaking it and crying and I don't cry like this very often and I was just sobbing in the shower and he opened the door and he's rubbing my back and I just said it all and wow it was so so much Mm. and then I realized and of course he did too like the fact that I didn't show up for him because I was just so deep in it, mm. and you know what's what's so fascinating to me is about me and about the difference in us is that Glenn, I believe, mm. is able to tune in so fast, right, like instant what's happening with him in the moment, and I seem to have this delay that mm. sometimes six hours, twelve hours, mm. a whole day of a delay of what's really happening with me and if I don't slow down cuz we hear this from others like yeah. I know I'm not alone in this right. there's definitely people listening to this yeah. podcast today that are like oh I am relating to Phyllis yeah. but I think that there's times where we don't even ever allow ourselves yeah. to tune into us yeah you know for it's it's almost like And to some, you know, I've been on a journey for quite a while, and even more so just in the past year of getting curious about Mm. what is happening for me, allowing myself, realizing I deserve to find out what's happening Mm. with me. I deserve to slow down. And in past, I feel like in our conflict, especially, I I just want to show up for Glenn. Like, Mm. I just want everything to get back to normal, let us stabilize, and I just... I'm like, yep, I missed it with Glenn, and, and I just need to tune into Glenn. And so then I really miss it with myself. Right. And that I have to tune in to myself. But that's a scary journey yeah.
2: Mm. Wow.
1: to find out what is happening with me. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I'm 60 in November, and I'm just now going – wow, I deserve to find out what's happening with me. I deserve to slow down enough to go, what is happening? And I don't even know that I, I've i just, that was a crazy experience to wake up with that because it's mm. almost like my psyche all night long was processing all of that. And so when my eyes open, it's almost like it it just came out of me. Right. And it, it came at me maybe. Like it was just there staring at me. And I'm like, wow, that is, that is a lot. That's mm. insane for me. What it really seems
0: like happened though is because you physically went to sleep, you literally slowed down. Mm. Mm. That was the first time that your body yeah. in four days, because mm. the event started Thursday and really we started yeah. Wednesday prepping, that's the first time you let your body mm. and your brain truly slow down and process everything. And we talked yesterday that we, one of the core, lessons of the connection codes is that if we don't process our bodies will do it for us Mm. one way or another, it will break it down for Mm. us and it will present itself in different ways, whether it's sickness or some disorder of the psyche. There's so many ways that it can process, but you talk often about being a task oriented person. Mm. And I think this is such a common issue for people that are so task oriented because we get so in the task of what we're doing that we don't realize that there's an emotion attached to it. And I'm at the point where I'm pretty well convinced that there is an emotion attached to almost every task that we do. Mm-hmm. We just don't notice it anymore. And so we were talking about this man that I was in conversation with this weekend about, he is a hunter and it, cause he was saying mm-hmm. that he is similar to you he doesn't feel his emotion in the moment. And so there's pain between he and his his wife.
2: Can we say he's not aware of the emotion? He's not aware the of moment? the emotion.
0: Yes, in the moment. Um, and so it causes conflict between he and his wife because she's processing more right. quickly. Yeah. And so he feels dumb. Like he just doesn't feel adequate because mm. he's like, I don't have emotion, you know. And now I feel broken because I'm not processing it quickly. Mm. And so one thing that we know about him is that he likes to hunt. And so even in his hunting, he he said, I'm just sitting there. There's nothing happening with me. You know, I'm just sitting there looking for an elk or whatever it is. And it's like, well, there could be loneliness Mm -hmm. because you're there alone. Or there could be pain that you haven't seen anything yet Mm -hmm. or that you shot and missed. But then you come home and you may be dysregulated because you experienced pain, because you experienced loneliness that you didn't process, and now you're in conflict. And so it's training ourselves to really tune in past the task. Because he's like, I'm just sitting there with a gun. That's my task. And that feels like a real slow task in my opinion. You know, I would think that is slowing down. But to him, it's not slowing down because he's constantly searching for that elk. And so it's really getting underneath the tasks and seeing... With each
1: task what am I feeling with that task what's yeah.
0: happening there yeah.
1: Well it is interesting just in thinking about that cuz one of the things we even suggested for him is that he do the core emotion wheel when he's alone hunting mm-hmm. and to just ask himself what's happening and to actually try in the moment to go hmm has you know what's been the sad in this experience. What's what is the loneliness in this experience? And and to to go there. It's you know, it's it is interesting because I think Glenn often shares that we share emotion in real time, which we do. We do it really well. Right. But sometimes even in the uh, the the exercise of the core emotion wheel, it's the oh yeah. Cause there's a few that I probably express pretty easily all day long. Right. Yeah. There's others that I don't
2: mm-hmm. necessarily touch unless right. we're
1: doing the core emotion wheel. Yeah. yeah. And so then it's kind of realizing, Oh, I am all of those emotions fire in my brain. There are some I'm more in tune with than others, mm-hmm. but it's an exercise that actually helps me to tune into my brain and all of those areas. Yeah. Right. And it, it gets me to think and I, you know, there are those and, you know, just we're all so different. There are those people who love to journal, love to write things down, right? I am not one of those people. Yeah. And, you know, I have never that I know, I've never been one of those people. Mm-hmm. And so I would rather, like clean a house from top to bottom than to sit <laughs> quietly and write something in in a book, like write something in a journal. And um, it, it's, it's interesting cause we did, we had a team meeting yesterday and our, our son is a part of that. And he said, um, mom, I want you and dad, you know, to like block out a whole afternoon and just dream. Yeah. Mm. And then later I was talking to our older daughter Echo about that. And I said, um, you know, we're about to go to, uh, uh, on a big trip in a, in, in a two weeks. And I said, you know what I need? I need someone I I don't know that that we know how to do that because mm-hmm. I think if right now you ask Glenn uh to to what is your dream uh, he'd go I'm living my dream yeah mm-hmm. and and I'm like I think that I I don't even know how to answer the question like I think oh yeah let me follow suit I am living my mm-hmm. dream so then um Echo said you know mom I did this not too long ago and then she starts going through all these categories and I said whoa wait a minute I need that. Where did you get that? She goes, "Well, no, I just made it up. It's mm. in my journal." And of course, she's a fantastic writer and and just writes and writes and writes. And I'm like, "Okay, I don't want to put a pressure thing on you, but before I go on this trip with Dad, I need that. I need you to mm. I don't yeah. I don't want to say a worksheet. I don't want to make it complicated for you, but mm. I need that. I need I need someone to help us figure out the actual dr- like dream in every category of my life. Mm. And and to be able to say, um, am I like at a if, if it's if it's on a scale, am, am I at a 10 where with my physical activity? And I know we, we shared in another podcast recently about um, like I would like to be able to start riding a bicycle again. So then I would say, well, no, I'm not at a 10 on my physical activity. And so then that's part of the changing and looking at life. Like, what would I like my life to look like if I actually added bicycle riding? I was going to say bicycle driving. I don't think you drive a bicycle. I think you ride a bicycle. But it's kind of the, oh, you got to slow down enough to do that. And for some of us, we need exercise prompters that actually get us to slow down enough to tune in to what is happening with us, to, right. to have the curiosity and for me, it's a slow go. And I think there's others who are like that, that it's like I have more difficulty tuning in to what is happening mm. for right. me in this moment.
0: Yeah, and I think that this yeah. would be something good to know about your partner, you know, yeah, to, to really have this conversation. So for this couple, knowing that he tends to process a little slower than she does, well, if she knows this about him, she can help facilitate, give space, understand, and not necessarily make it yeah. fill in all those blanks. Mm-hmm. Well, it's what? about me because he's not processing it good enough. You know, yeah. it must be because he's angry with me and he doesn't want to communicate mm-hmm. that to me. Yeah. And so by really learning these things about mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. and meeting each other there. And for Glenn, and I understand how that you heard that of you're horrible, go to bed. You can't mm. hang, get in the bed. Um, I can definitely see why our psyche would tell us that that's what's being mm. said. Um, because Wes and I say things to each other all the time. We're like, whoa, what did you hear me say? Because that's not the words yeah, that came out of well, my mouth. Okay. And it may have been Glenn just knowing his wife mm-hmm. and recognizing she is exhausted. And he there may have been something in his brain at that point saying, she's, she's flooded. Like mm-hmm. she needs, her body needs rest. She needs to slow down. And for us to like maybe have these cues Mm -hmm. for each other of saying, hey, we need to slow down right now and tune in to what is happening and get past the task. When you see that your partner could be flooded, get past the task and then work through Mm. the emotion of it. And I think that that is where we can really start to connect and also recognize that for you in that moment of being flooded, your limbs were cut off. Yeah. You know, that's something that Mm. Glenn really taught Wes and I, and I went through a season of depression and and a lot of pain Mm. and Wes kept telling Glenn, like I was a great husband. I kept telling her, call a therapist, go to therapy. Like I'll support you. I'll take care of the kids, go to therapy. And Glenn said, buddy, her legs were cut off at the bottom of the stairs. She couldn't call a therapist. She didn't have access to it. She was flooded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so to recognize that when your partner is experiencing that flood, mm. they need help, yeah. you know, and they they need you to come alongside them and ask, how can I partner with you right now? Yeah. Is that for us to go to sleep and talk tomorrow? Mm. Is that for us to do the core emotion wheel together? Mm. Is that for me just to sit next to you and put my hand on mm. you? Yeah. How can I partner with you to, yeah. to work through this? Yeah. Um, So I want to go before we do and go into our core emotion wheel and do the key takeaways for people that are experiencing this shift in dynamic of Mm. one partner that processes more quickly, wants the other to speed up the other one that may feel a little more slow, which may lead to feeling a little broken. How, how can they work through that key takeaways? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, let me just add real quickly, because that's the, you know, the, the whole Uh, flow the whole objective of the connection codes the process the three phrases uh, getting to the fourth phrase is to find out the need that's all we're trying to do that's the human condition that's what we do with our 12 months old Uh, we just find out their need and then we meet that need well there's no birthday where that changes so whether it's a guy in a deer stand or you know whatever the situation is the goal is for him to be able to convey to his partner what's happening uh, for him, and to always be remembering that, uh, and again, you know, just as Phyllis uh, conveyed uh, for her, that that's not always as uh, evident. It's not always as smooth and automatic for her as it is uh, for me. I've been focusing on this a bit longer than she has. So, and and all of us are unique. All of us are different. So there are times that we just need, uh, and there are times I'll ask Phyllis, I'll go, so babe, what's happening for you here? I feel like I'm missing something, uh, and. She'll go, I don't really know. And I'll go, what do you think you need? She's like, I have no idea. And then I'll just ask her, because I could just push her, say, no, we're connection coders. Dang it, you need to tell me right this minute, which would only shut her down more. But I'll say to her, could, maybe over the next 20 minutes, hour, whatever, if anything comes to mind, could you let me know? Because I really want to know, because you really matter to me. And it's rarely 20 minutes. I mean, usually it's just a few minutes later. She goes, you know, I was thinking about that, and I think this is what was happening yeah. uh, for me. And Again, we're just opening up that safety, that, that forum where she can sort through, and she may not know instantly. Uh, you know, as we say, most of us have been walking sideways for so long. It's just muscle memory. We, we're not aware. It's not that Phyllis is saying, I will not tell you what's authentic with me. She's not aware of uh, herself. She's not even tuned into herself.
1: Yeah. Mm.
2: So take away. About did this. you
1: say a takeaway?
2: I did not. Okay, but I'm going to. <laughs> oh, <soon>. okay, <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> um, I I think the takeaway in this particular episode f- would be to get curious, tune in to yourself, and also know that like you deserve. Mm. Uh, for so long, I turned it where I just got stuck in the kind of the in that moment for sure the the fear of what's happening but also like oh the guilt I missed it with you you're you're so you know you've got so much pain so just I would just keep it there yeah. instead of going to the next level of going, wait a minute, I deserve to tune into me. Mm-hmm. I deserve to figure out me in this moment mm-hmm. as far as wow what's happening for me and I deserve to say what's happening for me. Right. And, and of course Sunday night I, I had no idea. Like I was just exhausted. So there was Mm. a sad level that was very, very high because physical exhaustion falls in that sad region Mm. of our brain. And it was so high that I was like, I can't even, um, but I didn't even have the ability to say that. Mm. And, um, So, the best thing in that moment was for me to get some sleep. You're right.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the takeaway for me was kind of what I said just to recognize that your partner may not know in the moment. And it may take, you know, ideally speaking, we would love just like we were 12 months old, we just convey it automatically. Mm -hmm. Well, we've been walking sideways so long. And we sit with couples all the time where he or she, but Uh, you know, he'll say, no, you need to tell me the core emotion. That's what Dr. Glenn says. You know, that's what the Connection Codes are all about. And he just made it 10 times worse, uh, not better. And for him to be gentle and to just open up the space and go, oh, sad. Mm. I feel some sadness as you don't know. But you know what? I hear you. And if you figure it out in the next 10 minutes, next hour, I want to know. Because Mm -hmm. I want to know you because you really matter to me. Just the incredible safety of that.
0: Right. Yeah, I think for me, and I know that that was such a pain experience. I mean, from that, really even that phone call, you know, Mm -hmm. that afternoon, Sunday, until after probably midday Monday, you know, just Mm -hmm. processing all of it. But for me, I think the takeaway is just, from an outsider not experiencing the pain myself, is the joy. I, I see so much of just like hope that couples can have because, disconnects yeah. like that for Wes and I would have taken a week
2: mm-hmm. to get
0: through and ended with us just not ever talking about it mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. okay well I guess today is the day I'm going to wake up and not be bitter at at him you mm-hmm. know and not even intentionally but just going through the motions or or having that just blow up mm-hmm. where there's like yelling and just mm-hmm. oh this horrible interaction that's so damaging and so seeing that Mm. we as connection like we can experience this conflict because we there are moments that we are going to get flooded Mm. and that we are not going to be able to even know what we need and there's going to be identity loss that the other person Mm. doesn't see but that we now have a tool that within one day we can wake up and connect and just live this beautiful dance. And so that's Mm -hmm. my, my takeaway is that even if you are processing differently, even for couples that you process fast, you process slow, that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, because you are going to be able to connect with each other and figure out what it looks like for the two of you to dance together. And I love that. Mm, I have so much hope. Will y'all close us out by doing the wheel? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So I'll start. Um, Just in the moment, I feel really flooded with joy that I I am surrounded by a team of mm. people that wow. know how to love me well and ooh mm. me beautifully. Mm. Um, just what happened Sunday night, you know, in sharing it with our son, sharing it with you, Tira, sharing, of course, Glenn, and everyone just surrounded me with love mm. and the ooh, which is so powerful, just the audible acknowledgement of what I experienced mm. and uh, no one tried to fix me. Right. They just um saw my tears and heard the pain and um love that I'm so thankful for that. So a lot of joy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even how you responded um, when I was crying in the shower and mm-hmm. for you to put your hand in and rub my back in the shower. Mm-hmm. You know, just that physical touch. So much joy in mm-hmm. that. Um, I think that in 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 the hurt. It was the, um, just in the moment, you know, that you weren't, of course, I wasn't even aware of my own Hmm. flooding, but you weren't either. So there's, you know, just hurt in, in that. And then, um, sad that we still miss each other in those moments and so quickly fall back into, um, old verbiage. That's really painful. And then, um. Loneliness in the moment, in that very moment of feeling like I feel so alone right now and I don't know how, like, it's almost like I wanted to get my brain in order, but I couldn't get my brain Mm. in order. And so I felt really alone in that. And it's like, no matter what I say, it's going to be wrong Mm. in this moment because I can't even order my thoughts. So I felt very alone in that moment. And then definitely, um, I do experience shame around that, that Mm. I don't can't always get there. Like I can't in the moment seem to find, especially when I'm flooded, I can't seem to find that emotion and I can't seem to unravel it. So I I do feel shame, felt guilt that I hurt you so much in Mm. those, you know, that out that I don't know if it's an hour, it might've been 30 minutes, but just in that moment, I'm like, I can see the pain. I felt guilt in that, but I didn't know how to get myself Mm. into a place where I could, answer better or you know communicate better what was happening for me um let's see fear i think i i do experience a lot of fear in those moments because of our past trauma mm. so i feel fear yeah. that we're going to go back to living that way where our disconnects would last for weeks and right. and, and that there would be just daily just daily pain so f- there are moments in that that I feel the fear of. Oh my word! Oh my word! Are we wow. are we going backwards mm. deeply into that? Um, I would say the anger is that we that that's part of our history. You know, what I mean, like just anger that we had we had so much trauma in our early years because yeah. we just didn't know. We didn't have tools. Yeah. I didn't even know I had emotion. I had no idea that that was firing in my brain. So, just a lot of anger for the lack of education, mm-hmm. the lack of knowledge, the lack of community where this was talked about and mm-hmm. taught. Well, you know, as an early, as a young person, I just mm-hmm. had no clue. Yeah.
2: yeah, for me, I guess it started with uh, not a ton of hurt, but a little bit of hurt. That's what's amazing to me, just the whole mm-hmm. cycle, how it keeps speeding yeah. up from not feeling seen and hurt, but just the initial hurt that, oh, wait a minute, I'm, I'm here too, yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I did the same stuff, uh, and you do more than I do, but, you know, I'm also involved yeah. uh, in this. Yeah. And uh, and I guess loneliness connected to that. that's like, hello, anybody aware yeah. of me? You know, am I being yeah. seen and heard? And, of course, the identity loss uh, with that. Uh, and sadness whenever we miss, you know, just mm-hmm. like you said, it's like a grief, yeah. dang it. Um, wow. And... I, I, we don't present this at all, but there's sometimes there's within me just the thought that we should be perfect in this right. by now, yeah. Uh, especially as the founders of the connection codes, and probably some shame in that sometimes. I'm really mm-hmm. glad that we're able to be authentic and vulnerable to people. That's a big part of, you know, our private practice, just being yeah. able to share authentically with people, which is so powerful that they mm-hmm. get that that we didn't get lucky. Uh, we're just pilgrims on the journey just like everybody else. Yeah. Um you know guilt when i miss it with you. Uh, mm-hmm. just and even that night, you know like duh, here we are, it's late at night, mm-hmm. again, which happens so yeah. easily for us It's yeah. maddening. Yeah. Um you know, there is a lot of anger that uh, we have such a ridiculous past together that because mm-hmm. we miss so much and just had so little help. Along the way, of course, that's part of what drives our passion. The mm. core level anger goes, all right, dang it, we got to yeah. shift this uh, culturally. Uh, fear that uh, we um, will miss it again sometime in the next days or weeks because yeah. uh, I just hate that there's so much pain. In it. And tons and tons of joy that we have a clue. And, yeah. we have, and a lot of joy just seeing it. You know, We get emails pretty much every day now from around the world People going, oh, my gosh, this, yeah. this is what we've been missing for 27 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, this has filled in the blanks, filled in some gaps for us and brought us to connection that we haven't experienced, uh, maybe ever, yeah. certainly not in a long time. There's a lot of joy in that. Wow. So, Thank hmm. you.
0: Yeah, I'm, I keep thinking, as y'all are sharing first, just, man, this is such a great example of how doing this exercise is so connecting Mm. yeah. because you're sharing things. You wouldn't know that he had that fear or that she had that guilt if you're not telling each other. And it is so connecting to hear like, Oh, I have guilt that I missed with you. Mm. That's identity giving. You know, it's like, Oh wow. Yeah. You see me, you have guilt Mm -hmm. that you missed me. Mm -hmm. And so it brings such identity. And then also just thinking about the two of you as a couple, I get to live life with you in Mm -hmm. a really special way. And so I see How much you are together. Mm. You know, y'all are together way more as two humans Mm. than most people are on earth. You know, honestly, you do, you work together full time. You're in Mm. his practice, you know, almost full time now. You are spending so much life with each other and still just living in this beautiful connection. So, of course, you're going to miss. We are humans. You're not robots, you know. And so to think that you're not ever going to would turn you into a robot, Mm. but to know, That y'all do everything Mm. just about with each other. And you sleep together. You sleep together. I mean, like you do everything with each other and you are still dancing through this Mm. life. So it just gives so much hope, Mm. you know, um, to the rest of us. And so if you're listening and you're like, wow, I really connect with this, you know, I'm the slow one in in my Mm. relationship and and not in a bad way. I process more slowly in my Mm. relationship or or i'm i'm the fast one and i need to actually slow down for yeah. my partner i may need to do some slowing down please share this with your partner y'all mm-hmm. listen together yeah. and talk about do an issue specific will together about what it feels like to process emotion wow. with That's each cool. other yeah and then yeah. find out what it would look like to partner with each mm-hmm. other Love that. so please if you have not already given us a five-star review or shared this with your friends mm-hmm that is so helpful for us to continue to spread how we can live connected with each other. So we're so thankful that you are here.
2: Mm -hmm. And as always. Just like us and just like the rest of the world, you need this.
1: You deserve this. So let's Let's do do this. this. Let's do this.